Welcome to Legends from the Hill, the Franciscan University Alumni Podcast, where I talk to alumni about their candid experiences as students and what they're doing in life now. Here in Season 3, we look forward to hearing from alumni across the globe about how Franciscan University has impacted their life and the lives of people around them. I'm your host, Christy Fleming, Class of 2010 and Director of Alumni Relations at Franciscan. Thanks for joining Legends from the Hill podcast. Today we have Mark Calpasian on the podcast. Mark is a 2002 grad of History and French. After graduation, Mark and his wife Nikki were led to Gomming, Austria, where he was the Director of Student Life for five years. Currently, he's the COO of the Classical Academies in California. Mark and Nikki received the Rose DeFiti Faithful Franciscan Award for their dedication to Franciscan over the years, and we know that you will be inspired by their story as well. We're excited to hear more from Mark. Mark, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's good to be back. So we'd love to begin with, where are you from? How did you choose to come to Franciscan to study? I grew up in a small town uh, just south of Des Moines called Indianola. Both of my parents were from the East Coast. My dad was a college professor. Uh, He moved to the Midwest uh, thinking he would teach for a few years and move back east. We ended up staying 30 years, and so my childhood was in rural farm town, Iowa, Indianola. All right. I'm currently from San Diego, California, so that's a that's been an adventure. Yeah, that's been my association with you is in California. So East Coast roots, Midwest born and bred, okay. and uh, Southern California in my later years. Yeah, that's amazing. And how did you hear about Franciscan? What brought you here from Des Moines? I had two older brothers who attended, so that was in the back of my mind as they attended and absolutely loved it. And so I put that on my college search list. Well, I better go check it out and and see what the magic is all about. In Indianola, I went to the public high school and, you know, I just was looking for something different when it came to the college experience. I think for me, it was that formation for mission piece that Steubenville is all about, you know, not just about forming the mind, but also forming the heart and the emotions and the the spiritual life of the students. So when I visited, I did several public schools in the Midwest, and then I came out to Franciscan, and I immediately felt that attraction, that formation for mission piece between the mass and adoration and the classes and the culture, where I just, at that point, stopped the search. Hmm put in my application and knew I was coming to Steubenville. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Continue the legacy of the brothers. That's right. Both of them had graduated, so it was my turn to uh, jump in and have a great time. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And did you know what you wanted to do once you got to college, or were you just like, all right, here I am at Franciscan. Let's see what happens. Yeah, that's an interesting story. I, th- I did not know what I wanted to study. And my father used to tell the story of a banker who came to his college. And his advice, the banker's advice to all the college students was, it doesn't matter what you study, just learn how to think. And so I, I came to college with that, you know, oh, the, well, the banker said that that's what you need to do. And I just started taking classes that were fun 
and interesting and uh, challenging. Mm -hmm. Thinking that I just need to learn how to think. Uh, probably not the best advice for today, <laughs> but it, it ended up working out for me in the end. Okay, so what did you end up studying and what was the, the end result there? I always wanted to live abroad, so I thought the international business uh, was an area that I was interested in. Obviously, there was no international business program at that time. Okay. So I thought the avenue was to study a language. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I ended up taking a French class every semester and majored in French and then also in history as well. Okay. Those are both very good for international relations and that type of work. I've ended up using them both and, uh, and now work in the business of education, which we can get into later. So pulling both strands together. Right, right. That's amazing. And what was your student life experience when you got to campus? I'm sure coming from a public school and that experience was probably a little bit different to come on to this campus. So what did you get involved in and what was there? Yeah, I, th I like the parable of the seed, you know, that that they tell in the Gospels where some seed falls on rocky ground and some fell on fertile ground. For me, coming to Franciscan was like that seed that fell on fertile ground and I just was like blossoming, I felt, whether it was intramural sports, whether it was the classes and the professors, uh, the spiritual life on campus, the camaraderie and friendships which were built around Christ but also had a lot of fun. And then the sense of adventure mm -hmm. uh, that was here, whether it was the, in the student life and activities in the classroom or, mm -hmm. or uh, our, our trips and travel. Yeah, that's amazing. I feel like that's really what encompasses campus even today still, that it's like, okay, learn how to think and also have fun and enjoy all the different activities that are here. Yeah, I think two of the activities that I loved that might be out of the out of the normal experience were the outdoors club. I don't know if they still have Ooh. that on campus, but I love the outdoors. And so when I got here, the outdoors club was either forming or re-establishing itself. And so we would hike, we would ski, we would have right. a great time in the outdoors. So I fell in love with that club. And then also the Dawson Society okay. uh, with the HCC majors. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. That the, the university was subsidizing this club where we would go to Pittsburgh and go to classical music concerts, fine dining, great friendships. And I'm like, wow. this is just, you know, the outdoors on one end and then, you know, going to downtown Pittsburgh for, uh, for high cultured society yeah. was a great experience. That's amazing. I don't know if they have either of those still, but they should because that's a great <laughs> addition to the college life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Professor Gaston of the HCC program, I think he spearheaded the Dawson Society and uh, Outdoors Club, I think was a group of students that just were passionate about the outdoors. Yeah, that's amazing. Did you guys stay local for the outdoors or travel a bit? We traveled to a little bit for skiing and out hiking was both local and, you know, a couple hour drive. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, we have the new dorm that they just bought the sleep in that's at the bottom of the uh, hill that it's a dorm now. They're talking about blazing a trail to hike up to main campus, so that could be just a built-in oh, <laughs> hike there you for go. the students. Yeah, no, I heard uh, Bishop Barron, he gave his commencement address here a few years ago, and this past summer I heard his commencement address at Hillsdale College, and what he charged the students with was the most important question you can ask in life is not what you're going to do, 
but what kind of person you're going to be. And for me, coming to Steubenville, that was that question. It was, it was all about how are we going to form you as a person for a mission? And the threat for me, so many different characters come here from all the different states, from around the world. But the one thing we all have in common is we want to serve God and our fellow man in some way whether we go into business or missions or catechetics or nursing, that's the thread that ties us all together, that we're all on that journey of forming not just what we're going to do, but what kind of person we're going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So that's really beautiful. So mm. where, did, where did you go from there? Who did you become? And what mm. I know you've given such an impact mm. in so many different places. So what have you taken from Franciscan into your post-college life? Yeah, I always thought I would follow my father's footsteps into the education world. When I finished Steubenville, I wanted, I felt like my education was a little bit of a unfinished puzzle. There were different pieces of the puzzle that were together, but it was unfinished. So I decided to continue my education at the University of Dallas and received a master's degree in humanities. Um, specializing in political philosophy and literature. Wow, wow, you've got all these degrees. (laughs) Thinking then, yeah, I was going to go do something in in the education world. But as I looked at going into a doctoral program or teaching, it just didn't feel right. The pieces weren't coming together. So I decided to go back to ground zero. And I said, why don't I enter the business world? Why don't I just take a complete different route and see what that world is all about? And so I found a company like that banker's advice that was hiring people that, you know, in their world was high achieving, that had a diverse background and uh, was able to onboard with a couple different business consulting companies. One was the Nielsen Company. And I was working at General Mills, the cereal producer, Mm -hmm. doing market research and data and analytics and realized "Eh, that's that's not quite for me. So I moved to another consulting company, International, called Accenture, and did um, human performance consulting and, pro- and, and project management for large transformational projects in the Fortune 500 companies. Wow. So I was working in big business, having fun, thought that'd be my next career when uh, an email came either to my wife or me, I don't remember who, for the gaming program. They were looking for a director of student life and services for, for their Austrian campus. And I remember telling my wife, well, they're not looking for somebody like me who didn't have any experience in RA or RD. I didn't follow any of the traditional paths. But there was a nagging feeling of just, just apply, and then I don't have to wonder if I should have, should have, could have, would have mm-hmm. put my resume in. And so after a week or two of ruminating about it, I ended up applying. And the next day, I got a call for an interview. And then within a week, uh, a job offer. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And it was like, oh, my goodness. I guess I either need to quit my job or say no to the gaming experience. And at that time, uh, Accenture Business Consulting was looking for people that had international experience. And so I went to the partner of the firm and I said, look, I've got this phenomenal opportunity to live and work abroad. Would you give me a two-year leave of absence hmm. so that I could then come go for two years, 
Yeah. Do the student life experience and then come back to my job. And they they actually granted it to me. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. So at that point, I felt free, absolutely free. I was like, I have nothing to lose. Wow. I can go to Gaming, do that for two years. And they were hiring at that point. It was a two to four year position, max four years. Okay. And so I thought that would that would be a perfect opportunity to study, travel abroad. My that my passion to do international business exactly. is all, it's kind all of coming together, coming together. And so, yeah, in 2006, uh, I, I took the leave of absence and uh, we moved to Gaming with our one and a half year old son wow. and uh, started that adventure. Wow. That is, yeah, mm -hmm. all paths kind of coming together for that. At, at two years, we weren't quite ready to leave. So we, oh. we ended up, the, the leave of absence went away. Okay, so you had and to just like resign that. Just resign and okay. say, look, I, I need a few more years. Yeah. Uh, we At four years, they asked me to stay a little bit longer, and it, so I ended up staying five and a half years okay. working for the Gaming program. Wow. What was, what was the highlight of that? I feel like that's one of those dream jobs that everybody at Franciscan wants. Mm. And like any job, it probably has its pros and cons. But what was, what was the highlight? What was probably the best part of living in Gaming? Well, there's that outdoors club. Personally, was <laughs> it was an outdoor paradise. Right. So I, I've, even though I joined the outdoors club, my skiing was very, very rudimentary or very basic. Yeah. So being out there, I bought a, a season ski pass, went downtown, bought myself skis and boots and poles. Amazing. And uh, was able to teach myself to ski and hike and swim. And we, we love that part about it. Uh, also, just... You know, being the history major, being so close to all the Everything. different history and culture and and peoples was a fascinating opportunity for us to travel and and right. and explore and learn. But from the spiritual, the work side, I think the most rewarding piece is in 16 weeks, you've got these students where you can develop them spiritually, emotionally, physically, and and that formation for mission, put it all together in a supercharged experience where almost every single student comes back changed. Mm -hmm. And to be a part of that and to witness that mm -hmm. was tremendously rewarding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I can speak from my experience. That's when I met you. I was a student over mm -hmm. there. And I, I attribute most of my adult Christian life to that experience of learning how to pray, study, travel, do all of mm -hmm. the things in this setting that it really has transformed my life. So thank you for being a part of that. You know, John Henry Newman talks about how, as Christians or people of faith, how we come to that point of ascent to our faith. And he talks about all the conjury of different pieces that move us to say yes to faith. For me, the Gaming experience was like that, whether it was traveling to hear a classical music concert or, or seeing God in the beauty of the mountains or, uh, or being touched by the Holy Spirit through the, the canals of Venice or the small mm -hmm. streets of Rome. All these different experiences would come together to form this new ascent mm -hmm. to a life of faith, to a life lived for God, a life on fire, mm -hmm. if you will. Right. Um, so yeah, that was, it was just so rewarding and so, uh, so meaningful to be a part of that. Right. Right. What a cool experience. And to raise your young mm. children there for a few years. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we had we put them in the local kindergarten school and so we really got to to learn Austria from the inside out mm-hmm. by not just being working in the Kartausa isolated but trying to integrate into the local experience as mm-hmm. well. That's amazing. So did that experience kind of change the trajectory of where you wanted to go professionally after that? Or how did you get to that next step after gomming? Yeah, well, at that point, I really was sold again on the mission of education, forming the whole person mm-hmm. was something I've always resonated to. There's, you know, a doctor cures the body. Uh, you know, a priest focuses on the soul, but education focuses on the whole person. Mm-hmm. And that's always been something, maybe that HCC background uh, was always very intriguing and very cha- like a challenge. Right, uh, right. Almost a, an entrepreneur is called to build something for profit. I consider this like a social, social entrepreneur. How do you right. create something new to benefit the whole person? But I also had, you know, my, my nostalgia a little bit for the business side of things. And so I was looking for, is there an opportunity to, you know, maybe marry the two, so have the mission piece of education and have maybe some of the challenges of business. And uh, yeah, so that led me to Southern California. I worked in uh, for another Catholic college for a year and a half and then uh, jumped to a conglomerate of charter schools where I've worked now for the past 10 years or 11 years. Wow called the Classical Academies. Uh, It's a group of seven schools, 5,200 students, about $70 million budget. And it's a a new model of education that combines homeschooling with a traditional classroom experience and online. So it blends Hmm. all three um, spheres to create a personalized academic program where students can thrive. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the mission is to help them think, communicate, and achieve. Mm -hmm. And so I've been working on the business side predominantly of of that new charter school model in Southern California. Yeah, very cool. I feel like there's, that's a growing uh, way of education that people are seeing that really is addressing the whole person like you're, you're after. So that's amazing. Yeah, in America, you have, you know, it was kind of founded on choice. You know, you have a choice of where you go to church. You have a choice of what restaurant you're going to go to. But when it comes to public education, unless you're a person of means who can afford a private school or a parochial school, Mm -hmm. uh, you're often trapped in your your traditional district school. Mm -hmm. So the whole charter model was to provide an innovative, a different type of education that would serve students in the entire region, not just in the local district area, Mm -hmm. um, non-traditional learners and help them find that spark for learning and for life and for character development. So it it has its limitations, but it also has its um, blessings as well. That's amazing. Well, that's, it's very cool to see the trajectory of what you think in college, what you go into, and then 20 some years later, what it is and where you become. I think my dad, one of the pieces of wisdom that he would always remind us, he said, whatever you learn, you'll come back and use at some point. Mm -hmm. And it's been fun to see that little things that I learned, you know, even here have come back in surprising ways where I've been able to draw on those, Yeah. whether it's financing 
uh, uh, bond financing for a new school, working in, in political advocacy, working in community engagement, fundraising, right. building um, new facilities. All these different strains and elements have come back and just in surprising ways. Yeah, totally. That's exciting. So what would be your advice? So you're here, you're dropping off your son as a freshman. What is your advice looking back on where you were freshman year? Like, what do you tell your son or anybody else who's in that situation of just starting college? Mm, a couple things. Oh, uh, So on the academic side, I always say challenge yourself. You know, you don't know what you're capable of uh, unless you, you really rise and, and try to summit that mountaintop experience. So if there's an an interesting class that you might feel is a little bit beyond you, give it a try. Mm. Uh, if there's a new topic you've never studied, maybe take a class and see you might find you've, you've absolutely love it. So be bold when it comes to um, choosing classes. When it comes to uh, extracurriculars, get involved. Mm -hmm. Being involved is part of the experience and the magic that's at Franciscan University, whether it's sports, arts, um, missions, there's so much here to be involved in. You want to be intentional about getting out of your room, getting out of your comfort zone, mm -hmm. and getting involved. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And then, you know, last but not least, again, that formation for mission part. Steubenville is known for that, that St. Francis's call to metanoia, that constant conversion. Part of your journey here is to enter into that culture that spirit of metanoia. So find a way where you're going to be challenged to form yourself for mission, for the church, for service to God, and for your fellow man. So those three things. Yeah. Challenge yourself academically, get involved, and be intentional about your formation for mission. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I feel like you're just the perfect spokesman for what Franciscan can hmm. do for you and help you to become who you're meant to be. So that's amazing. Um, I loved my experience 25 yeah. years ago, and uh, I'm excited for this next generation to hopefully have as rich and beautiful as experience as we did. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Well, let's think back. Can we go back um, to that 25 years ago? We've got a few hot takes from the Hill, a few questions about your student experience. Um, so who was your favorite professor? Somebody that has never been mentioned before, I believe, on this podcast, Ooh. Dr. Ben Alexander. He was a, a teacher of political philosophy, literature, and uh, he just opened up uh, Southern Catholic writers okay. in such an a enjoyable and life-giving way. Yeah. Uh, I, again, going back to that public school experience, it was so different going into his classes and having him hmm. talk about how Shakespeare's plays, uh, you know, were actually applicable to political life or to, mm -hmm. you know, nuggets of wisdom that would challenge you even today. Right, right. So Dr. Ben Alexander, uh, our, our Southern Catholic writers, was just a, was one of the most memorable professors and, and classes. Yeah, love it. That's great. Uh, did you have a favorite class? Could be his or another one? Uh, well, just to sh sh switch things up a bit, uh, another professor, uh, James Gaston from the HCC department. Of course. He did a class on Catholicism in the modern world. Hmm. 
uh, that was just mind-blowing as well in terms of how he approached history and culture. And we would, we would watch films. We would talk about music. It was just, mm-hmm. again, so enlightening, very challenging, but mm-hmm. so soul-enriching. Right. That's amazing. Good. Did you have a favorite place to study as a student? Uh, again, non-traditional answer. <laughs> My favorite place to study was on the road. Okay. You know, I did participate in the gaming experience as well. And so uh, probably walking, you know, the streets of Rome or the vineyards of the Vakal Valley or the art museums of Paris. Good thing you were a history major. Those those were the favorite places. (laughs) That's great. All right. What about your favorite campus activity as a student? I know you mentioned some intramurals, but any favorite activity? I think the two that I mentioned at the beginning, whether the Outdoors Club and the Dawson Society mm-hmm. were, uh, were two of my favorite. Yeah. Awesome. And last but not least, being the, the traveler and being all over the country and the world as you've been, have you ever run into an alum in an unexpected place? It's almost easier to say, have I ever not run into an alum? <laughs> no matter where I've lived, whether it was Dallas, Texas, or Minneapolis, or Europe, or Southern California, I've run into alums everywhere. Mm-hmm. I know uh, on the podcast a few episodes ago, Brian Kissinger mentioned bumping into me in the Holy Land. <laughs> so that's just another great example it's of... Wild. of uh, the uh, Franciscan alumni are literally across the earth. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. Very good. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I am just so edified and excited about where your experience at Franciscan has taken you. And uh, yeah, thank you for sharing that with all of us and continuing to be such a great uh, voice and image for Franciscan. Thank you, Christy. It's been a pleasure. And uh, God bless to all my fellow alums. Have a great day. All right. Thank you. Do you know an alumni with a story to tell? We want to share legends from the entire university history and would love your suggestions. Email us at alumni at franciscan.edu. And I'll be back here in two weeks with a new conversation you won't want to miss.